Hey guys, welcome to F1 in the Sun with your hosts, McKenna, Joe, and Zach. Welcome back to another episode. We are reviewing Austria's Grand Prix. Joe, what did you think? Oh, wild. Right? Fantastic, both the sprint and the race. McKenna? Yeah, it was a good race weekend for sure. Yeah, um, I do want to make a comment on Joe predicting that someone was going to lead five laps. Yes. I thought he oh, was smoking. I, was, I thought he was smoking, but um, Charles Leclerc ran six laps <laughs> in front of Max Verstappen. I it actually happened today, guys. I, oh, I don't know what world we're living in now, but. Just based off our predictions, I think Joe should get like a 0.5 for that prediction. <laughs> and I should get a 0.5 for that because we did say Leclerc at P1 and we were right. For six laps. So, so, so can I get like one point because I got the he's leading now, five laps. Now and, we're getting uh, too you know we're no, getting too I, technical. I I would give him a full full one point for that because it'd be point and a half and point and a half. So you know what, you get a full point. Thank you, McKenna, for backing oh, me up. This point system just went out the you're, door. You're voted out the system there, Zach. Well, you got a point too. You did a full point, and I got point five because so. uh, you chose very easy for your. Uh, I chose team. to support my Dutchman. You were supposed to be bold, Zach, and uh, you chose Max. Uh, Lewis Hamilton P two and Lando Norris P three. Yeah, but P one, Max, you could have went, you know, a little different. Maybe signs. Remember what I said? It's just idiotic not to pick a Red Bull car, and <laughs> over the last five races, it's been idiotic not to pick Max. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? Where? Hey, man, I'm trying to win this points game. Well, right now you're losing. Yeah, probably. So, we we, yeah. we got to figure out what the points are, actually. I think Joe is, like, coming in fairly well. Because last race, he got all three right on top yeah. of this one point. So, I think you're, like, four, at four, four points. points. Four, 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 four points. Four, four points. Yeah. yeah. Four points. I think I'm leading with one point, maybe two. And I think you're maybe three. Probably. Because maybe. it's all max. What yeah, can we'll I have, say? We'll have to get these. Uh, the the man, down. the lowest position this man has finished is P two. Yeah. The only other car that's been able to beat him is, is a Red, Red Bull. Bull. Yeah. Um. But yeah. with this being such a good race, holy penalties! Unbelievable. Like, um. I think in qualifying on Friday there was forty seven track limit penalties or er, warnings. Time, yeah. Re- like times deleted. times deleted. Yeah. And for the race itself. Total penalties overall, I think we're sitting around 20. Yeah, it was very, very high. Almost, you know, every other minute you uh, you hear the announcer saying, oh, someone got another five-second penalty, another one, another one, and especially, um, was that Gasly who got the 30 seconds? Uh, no, it was his teammate. Um, oh, yes, yes. What's his name again, McKenna? Bestie Estee. Uh, <laughs> he was not on his bestie this weekend. No. 30 seconds of time penalty. And they were, I believe, all track limits. Which is unbelievable. Like, right. Like this... How much track did he cut? There was one point in the race that they showed a a new a new uh, little info screen on the bottom of the race of people who haven't served time penalties yet. There was mm-hmm. six names on there. <laughs> yeah. Right? It's This, this race was um, un- unfathomable. Unfathomable. I have Lewis, I have Yuki, 
I have, let's see, Alt Lewis for another one. Yeah, Carlos Sainz got some. Um, another Gasmin. Yuki. I have Nico Hulkenberg got one. Sainz got one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I mean, another Sainz. Sainz getting a time penalty bumped uh, Lando Norris up to P4. Yes. Actually, at lap 30, Yuki. Um, they had a little pop-up come up on the screen saying that um, he didn't serve the original five-second penalty correctly. So, so he got another one, didn't he? He got another yeah. one, yep. Yeah. So I had did make a note of that. Um, another Alcon. Yeah, another no. Alcon. Uh, Alex Albon. Yep. Um, although Stroll did get a black and white flag, but he did not get the penalty. Along with uh, Checo as well. Yep. Yeah. And uh, and Norris, I believe he got a black and white flag. Either yes. he did or he was one before a black and white flag. Like Gasly, Magnuson, uh, Sergeant, another Magnuson. Yeah. And yeah, Checo only just got the black and white flag. I don't think he actually got a penalty. No. No, otherwise he wouldn't have uh, kept that second place. Yeah. Or he might have actually with um, Sainz's penalties afterwards with his 10 seconds. I think Norris was still over five seconds behind Checo, so he would have got it either way. But either way, tight and a lot of penalties. I don't think we've ever seen this many penalties on a track, at least in my recent memory. No, um, that was a lot. And yeah, with, with Carlos Sainz bumping Lando Norris up to P4, best finish all year. Oh, 100%. <clears throat> like, just seeing the difference between... Norris and Piastri, they're two McLarens, one with the upgrades, one without. Unbelievable difference in pace. Um, he's able to pass the Mercedes. Easily. Yeah, easily. So, did we go through all of the penalties after the race? Because there was some penalties that came up. Um, it was a little bit late. It was from, like, lap, what was it, 65? That came up around lap 70 that said that there were some penalties coming up. So after the race, there was some that did so pop up. I do have a list of those, but this is counting all of their penalties. Mm -hmm. So signs, uh, 10 seconds in total. Hamilton, 10 seconds in total. Gasly, 10 seconds. Albon, also 10 seconds. Ocon, 30 seconds, as we discussed earlier. He didn't do very well. Uh, Sergeant, 10 seconds. Debris, 15 seconds. And Snowda, 5 seconds. Yeah. So, a lot of penalties. Open uh, Silverstone is a little, you know, a little bit better. Yeah, I agree. But, going back to... Uh, Lando, the... with... And driver of the day. Yes. I... I'm torn. I'm not gonna lie. I don't think he deserves it. It's... Like, he did good. But, but... he finished where he qualified. Exactly. If someone, personally, maybe I'm a little biased here... I think Checo should have got it. Yeah, if somebody goes 12 positions, and yes, you can say it was a Red Bull, but it's still 12 positions. And it's Checo, <clears throat> who hasn't been doing great the last few races. This must have really bumped his conference up. Yeah. Um, maybe it was all those Papaya fans that Lando was talking about in his <laughs> post-race intercom with his team. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's nice to see Sergio on the podium. It's nice to see Norris where he belongs. Um, right behind him, Alonzo. He didn't quite live up to the uh, 
bold was... prediction he made earlier this year. No, they didn't really seem to have the pace today. Like either, you know, Alonso or Stroll. Not sure if it's maybe it's just the track just doesn't suit their car or something like that. But hopefully they'll do a bit better next next race. Yeah, Silverstone. Um, and speaking of pace, Carlos Sainz. He was on point today. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if he went into that post-race meeting yelling at Ferrari. Yes, you know, there's he's asking them at the beginning of the race to to swap him and Leclerc because Leclerc did not have the pace. Like at one point when they were like three seconds behind Verstappen, you know, Sainz was like 0.3 of a second behind Leclerc. It's yep. like, what is the harm in switching? Right, and I think with them not switching. In three corners, Max gained two seconds. Oh, the race was done. Yeah. Like, they had a chance to do it, even to test it. See if it worked. If it didn't work out, they switched back. Then, right. you know, no but, hurt feelings. But it was clear, like, when Sainz was just passing people, like, he was doing his own Max Verstappen impression. Exactly. Sainz, had the, pa- Sainz had the pace this weekend. Mm-hmm. And Ferrari just... Honestly, I think they made a bet that, you know, <laughs> Max was going to win the race. Yeah, and they wanted to keep it. They wanted to make that extra money to put into the car. Now, I'm not saying that Sainz would have caught him. He might have got a little closer to Verstappen, and then, you know, Verstappen would have put the throw all the way down. Right. And then taken away. But it would have been good to see, see his true pace. And who's to say that if they had swapped him, it's not a Ferrari 2-3? Exactly. I'm so, not saying that there wouldn't have been penalties, but we could have had a Ferrari 2-3. Yeah. Speaking of Ferrari, today was Ferrari's 800th podium. Wow. With having Leclerc up there. That's that's a lot. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's it's a good accomplishment. It really Mm -hmm. is. They won't be uh, touched for that for quite some time, I don't think. Well, Uh, it depends how how long Max stays employed, but... Yeah, it'll it'll depend on that. Um, I did see something that was uh, tweeted out today by Zhou Guangyu. Um, taking a little dig at all the penalties, you know, he, uh, he said that it was nice to finish quote unquote P2 if you're counting legal laps. Yes. I mean, he, I mean, he makes a good point. <laughs> I, he's taking a dig at all those penalties, but yeah, you know, that technically is P2. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Max was the only one who didn't. Well, he probably would have been P3 because Leclerc didn't also. That's true. But P3, take right. it. Yep. But I would, I would just like to mention Sir Lewis Hamilton. The crybaby? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> like, I I truly do not understand. I get it. Reporting drivers in front of you when they go over track limits or whatever. So people can tell. But if to- as a 38-year-old man, does he have to cry like a five-year-old child? I'm sorry for the rant. I'm sorry for the Lewis Hamilton fans. But, like... And you know it's bad when Toto Wolf has to come on the radio twice. And uh, it's... and at one point he was like, we know the car's bad, please drive it. Used a little different word, but yet yeah, we'll keep it PG. We're PG over here, you know, we like to keep it clean. Like, I again, I fully understand people mention cars in the front with issues or whatever. I think everybody but did it at least a few times. 90% of that race was Lewis Hamilton's little voice chat crying about Norris or someone else. He was every radio message from Lewis this weekend was the car is not fast, the car is slow. This person went over. If I'm getting penalties for this, they should get be they should be getting penalties for this. Like, just 
it's like that one kindergartner in the class who always has to tattle on everybody else to the teacher. Yes. Did you ever watch that old cartoon Recess? Yes. It's like that skinny redhead who's got the notepad complaining to the principal or the the teacher that looks after Recess. Mm-hmm. Just everything bad that people do, he writes it down and then brings it to her. But this is only because he's not in the front. Mm-hmm. That's the only reason. Because he's not winning the championships, now he's complaining about everything. Yeah. And it's like, at this point, he's been in the sport long enough. Say about the issues, say about the concerns, but don't act like a child. Yeah, but so. F1 is also one of those sports where you can do that and it will help you. Yes. Which as, I, as, as much as they do it, they do it for a reason because they know it'll work. I very much disagree with as like it does work, but it shouldn't. Anyway, sorry about that little rant there. That just uh, it, it was um, it was annoying and funny enough, you know. We heard so much from one Mercedes. We heard nothing from the other. Not at all. No, he just kind of kept quiet, did his race. Right, and I mean, he finished above Lewis after the penalties. Yeah, P, uh, P7. P7 and 8 for Mercedes with George in front. You know, it's definitely looking to be a bit more like uh, George's team. You know, Which uh, kind of fuels the rumors of Lewis leaving. Yep. Well, to be honest, at this point, I if I was Toto, I don't know if I'd want to keep him. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... see if you can get, like, Charles in that seat, you know, out of Ferrari's issues. And I think you'd have a championship winning team. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. It's I still think they favor Lewis, even though so many people think they favor George. But this race was a real eye-opener. Like, yeah, I think they only favor Lewis because he's their poster child. Uh, he is a he is essentially the goat of F one. Yep, he is a seven world time champion. Seven like, time champion. He's won one hundred ninety three races. He, like he's good, but he just maybe he, maybe it's just time to retire. Maybe the maybe the the greatness has kind of just been like, well, you know, I shouldn't be getting this penalty because I won seven championships for you guys. This young guy who hasn't won any championships should be getting the should be getting the penalties. Exactly. It'll but. be interesting to see whoever overtakes Max in the future to see kind of how Max reacts. Yes, that'll be the telltale sign. Maybe yeah. it's just all champion, you know. I mean the dude's the dude's crying already and he's winning all the races. Yeah, he gives me crybaby energy like, hard. He wanted fastest lap this weekend so bad it's that he basically forced his team to pit him on the last on lap seventy. It's like yeah. at that point, just just take the win. You're you're so far ahead in the points. Yeah, I don't get a like why you don't want to steal it from Checo. And this is coming from a Max fan. Like it's already in the team. Mm-hmm. So this th- I'm getting glimpses I've been getting glimpses of last year throughout the last few races where you know, Max screwed Checo out of P2 in the Drivers' Championship last year in Brazil. Yep. Because Max didn't want to switch. It's definitely uh, still there. You can still see the tension. Right? And it's just, it gets to a point where you gotta you gotta figure it out because that's bad. Either figure it out or grow up. Cause... Right? Like, like, this is your teammate. Yeah. You're so far ahead in the points. 
that realistically you could finish probably not even on the podium for the rest of the season and still win the championship. Yep. Well, I mean, you even saw a glimpse even yesterday at the sprint of Max's kind of conversation to his people versus Checo's conversation about when they were side to side. Oh, yeah. We're, yeah, Checo was saying they were just going too hard and Max came out and he's like, oh, he pushed me. Yeah. It's like, save that for behind doors. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with all of that, it was a very good weekend for Red Bull. Yes, it was. You had Perez finishing P2 in the sprint and P3 in the race. Yeah, yep, it's a very, very, very good comeback for him. I'm very happy to see it because I love Checo and I hope he keeps on this uh, this good streak. It'll be, yeah, definitely interesting to see the next race, see if we can keep it up yes. consistently throughout the rest of the season, which I, I very much hope so. Yeah, I, I, I will say, though, um, when we touched on signs a little earlier with his pace, the battle it took for Paris to get P3. Right? Yeah. What a, it reminded me of Checo and Hamilton in 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, Sainz was doing his best Perez impersonation. He was. He and fought hard to that keep was that a, place. He did. That was a battle. And you even saw some of the technical and the mental aspects of F1 where Sainz would just let off a little sooner so he got the next DRS detection. Yep, mm-hmm. and Checo didn't. He just yep, went right? into it. And it reminded me of last year in... Uh, Jetta with uh, Max Leclerc. and Leclerc, yep. where Leclerc would just be like, yeah, Max, you can pass me here because when we go around this corner, I'm going to pass you again with the DRS. And then they both almost come to a stop because mm-hmm. they're trying to outbreak the other one. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was it was such a good battle for, oh my goodness, what was that, three or four laps? Uh, Yeah, it was a good three laps, I think. Yeah, where just Perez uh, could not get past signs. No. And then was... when he finally did, he almost went into the gravel. Right, it was it was surprising to see, especially with the Red Bull pace. Yeah. But maybe this, or a either the track suited Ferrari very much well, or Ferrari's finally sort of getting their act together, getting a car that can you know be good, be fast. They were quick on the straights this weekend too. Yeah, and I mean, only way we'll be able to tell is uh, Silverstone. Yeah, yeah, it'll be. Uh... We'll see how Ferrari does in Silverstone and. Uh... You know, if they can keep this up, then it'll be very nice. Um, if we're going a little farther down the grid, um, I got to say, we've been making fun of this guy all year. Logan Sargent, P13. Yeah, best uh, best finish for him, I think. Yeah. Like, no points, but like, good on him. And I mean, some of that is, um, you know, there were penalties dished out and all that, but still... I, I think if Ocon didn't get his penalties, he would have finished P14. Yep. Which still, is still his still best, good. best race of the season. Yep. It's nice to see Logan Sargent, you know, figure out how to drive the car. Yeah, for once, I'm hoping he can keep it up now. Yeah. Uh, Nick DeVries in P17. Shocking, considering he's typically at the bottom. Yes. Bottom of the bottom. And he surpassed his teammate, Yuki Sonoda. Yeah, Yuki had a tough weekend again. Yeah, he just he just wasn't feeling it. No. Yeah, essentially essentially last place because the only person behind him was Hulkenberg, and he didn't finish. He had a looked like a power unit problem. But yeah. he did, as a funny thing, on penalties, get a black and white flag yeah. for being retired. Just thought that's uh, that's funny right. to see. It's just 
Gunter's reaction was uh, quite good as they all off. Oh, Gunter is just Gunter is amazing. I wonder too with Yuki placing as low as he did, how much of that went into the fact that he did hit something or someone on lap two. Yeah, he did kind of go for a corner a little too rough and a, li- a little too hard. A little, and that's also how he ended up in the gravel, and which eventually brought out that first virtual safety car. So maybe yeah. he got like floor damage or something too in that gravel. Potentially, yeah. he could have, because yeah, he uh, his front end plate uh, end plate came off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had, he had no left wing. It, it was just yeah. yeah, and then he just he took uh, took turn four just too deep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what he was trying to do. Maybe he just expected more downforce because you know he had a whole wing before, and now he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, he is short, so maybe he didn't see the wing missing. Wow, that's low. Yeah, he is low. So I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, you know, maybe he just didn't have the right peripheral and vision to see that his end plate was missing. Come on, Zach, you're better than that. I'm trying to help the guy out because the only other explanation was was he was stupid. And I don't think he's stupid. No, no, but... Uh, well, speaking of broken wings, sorry to cut you off. No, there. go ahead. We also had Botas, who also had a broken wing. Yeah, and he kept that going on for a long time. He did, yeah. He's always good with a broken did car. They, did they actually fix that wing? I'm not sure if I've seen nope. it. No. Did he race the entire race with yep. a broken wing? Yep. Where did he place? Where did we uh, P15. Him? Well, that's, I mean, that's not bad. That's pretty good for A, you know, an alpha, and B, for not having, you know, the side end plates on the front wing. I mean, if you say that's good for an alpha, Zhou Guangyu was P12. Which was fantastic for him. He had a very yeah. quiet race. He did. He did. Um, he had a quiet race. I honestly would say Alex Albon had a quiet race. There was some DRS trains behind him, though. The Aston Martins had a pretty quiet race compared to what we're used to. Yeah, they didn't really talk too much about... Because um, Fernando about was P5 really. and Lance Stroll was P9. Yeah, and they did a three-stop strategy on Stroll. Yeah, it which was... Which was, I think, one of the first times we've seen that, actually, without having them having issues and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was... Uh, it was quite interesting. Well, speaking of Magnuson, who, like we said, had to retire the car, we also saw the fact that he was forced off the track by DeVries. Yeah, yes. that just that just seems to happen. DeVries likes doing that. Yeah. Well, I mean, that ended up giving DeVries a penalty, a five-second penalty for that, so... Well deserved, I'd point out, because that was that was pretty bad. Yeah, I think DeVries is just trying to enjoy the rest of the season. Because he knows he ain't coming <laughs> back next year. You know, I think he's just like, you know, I'm going to just enjoy the rest of the season. And what were your thoughts about that uh, Ocon un- unsafe release in the pit lane? With Sergeant there? I, yeah. That deserved a penalty. Well deserved, well deserved. Like, Sergeant had to break in order to get into its pit box. That alone should be not okay and i mean a lot of that's on the team on on yeah on the alpine team right like yeah you gotta you gotta know there's a car coming. it's not i wouldn't say it's a very like his fault and most pit um penalties aren't the driver's fault no. they're either the you know team touching before the five seconds or unsafe releases which the driver just watches a green light mm-hmm. and then goes when it's green yeah, yeah. so 
So that one I can't really blame on him. Um, I do think they need to tweak that penalty because you're putting all the blame on the driver who arguably takes the least amount of blame for that. But then it gives the person who was affected a better chance in the race, which I think is fair. Because if you just do against the constructors, like a fine or something that doesn't or points away, it doesn't work. And I'm not saying do that, right? But let's take them for an example. And there was that unsafe release, and it ended up, I believe it was Logan Sargent against. Mm-hmm. And then it affected him um, getting into his pit. Yeah. You know, make it, bring in some lowers, like a three-second penalty, if you're going to serve it in the pits. Because five seconds is a very long time in F1. I would, I would even say maybe have it as like a fine afterwards. Mm-hmm. There has Not to be like some sort of in-race because that affected Logan Sargent's race. Mm-hmm. And let's say if that was Max and Charles. Yeah, right? that's, the, that's the difference. Too. Yeah, we'll give the position whatever. Well, I don't know. If it's an unsafe release and they're both exiting, I know this is a different example than what happened. But maybe give them a place and then yeah. you guys race it out. If they're both exiting, just make them swap. Yeah. yeah, which I honestly would not be about. But idea. if it was, if it is an exit or an entrance, it's just five seconds in a pit stop. Like if Max, when Max pitted, if he had to serve a five second penalty, would have come out P two. Yes, but they wouldn't have boxed. Well, no, they would have kept that twenty three second lead. But that's what I'm saying is five seconds is a very long time when you're going over three hundred kilometers an hour. It is, but then the team plays the strategy into that. They do. I like just, if you, you take that Max example, they wouldn't have boxed. He no. would have just put his foot down, got the fast lap away from Checo, and done. You know, yeah. he'd be 15 seconds away from the flat. I just personally think they need to change it so it's not solely on the driver. Well, the only reason I say, like, find the team, that way it takes more of the blame off of the driver and more onto the team who should be there seeing this vehicle or this car coming and being like, okay, well you know what, you should have just maybe held him for another second or two, let him go, and then release safely. That way it's not fully on the driver. Yeah, I'd almost say add the fine with the penalty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so you have, like, the five second or whatever, yeah. and then have, like, the fine, whatever it'd be, 150 grand. Yeah, that something. way it's not all just on one person. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's a way they can figure out to make it work. Um, But, yeah, I mean... That so pretty you're much... saying we should uh, trust what the FIA does in the future? Um, <laughs> we'll okay. have faith in them. I kind of want to rescind what I said because <laughs> FIA is just, I don't know what their problem is. But... We'll keep our fingers crossed for some logical answers in the future. How about that? Yes, yeah. which won't happen. Nope. Um, but yeah, that pretty much wraps up Austria. Yeah. And next weekend we're in Silverstone. Yeah, England. So I got a quick question for you because we're going to do an episode previewing the race but i got a question for you shoot where's brad pitt finishing no i'm gonna say p19 p19 yeah he's, I think... he's, he's gonna do better than logan Sargent. no i think it's debris uh, yeah i think he's he's gonna pull out a little hat mckenna oh, i'm thinking last <laughs> dead <laughs> last dead last oh uh, <laughs> and, and for anyone listening he's he's not actually racing on sunday no um to the best of our knowledge that'd just be first of all he's supposed to be in an f2 or an f3 car yeah, modified F2, F3. Right, so realistically, it'll be practice. 
yeah, if he is alongside the F1 cars, which again, I guess we'll find out next weekend for yeah. sure what's actually happening. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, we like to have fun. What if they put him into the into the rankings? And where will he stack up? Obviously, yeah. If he's driving an F2 car, it's going to be Logan Sargent can say he did better than Brad Pitt. Yep, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> well, and essentially, for people who don't know, I'm sure everyone in the F1 community knows that they're filming a movie, which is why Brad Pitt is going to be racing. It's not just, you know, the rich actors deciding they want to hop in a F1, F2, F3 car and just take it for a rip. Yeah, and Lewis Hamilton is producing, I believe, but he also... Producing or co-directing? I think he's doing both. Yeah, I think it's both. Um, but he did actually personally train brad pitt yes yeah, so and, and the car is designed by mercedes so we'll see how slow it is <laughs> <laughs> right and see how much brad pitt complains yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah that is it for our review yeah and we'll catch you all on friday because we're not doing a podcast this wednesday no that'll come uh, next wednesday yes it'll be next wednesday and uh yeah, we'll save the we'll save the hints and the the yeah we'll save the hints for Friday or Sunday. Just... Yeah, we'll give you a little sneak peek then. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you have yourselves a good week. Yes. Look forward to the next one. Goodbye. Hey everyone, if you liked what we talked about today in our podcast and everything else we'll talk about in the future, the best way to support us is by subscribing to our podcast, both on Spotify and Apple podcast, as well as giving us a five-star review. We do have social media as well. So check us out on Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at F1 in the sun. All of the information will be linked in the descriptions of every podcast, as well as in the description of our Apple and Spotify podcasts. And we will see you next week.